you are now listening to the Wake Up Podcast, aka the When I Grow Up Podcast with FK, the place where we have the careers and life conversations you wish you heard sooner. Yes, 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 we're finally here. The first episode of the Wake Up Podcast, the When I Grow Up Podcast. Yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy from planning it <laughs> to actually being here. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time in the in the making queensland um, yo. yeah since since when the idea first came up this was back at our uni accommodation but when i really started putting it to work was last year march 2021 and just being here now march 2022 actually sat in the recording studio it's exciting times yeah, bro. Man. It's excited. Yeah, man. yeah man so i'm i'm happy to be here finally happy to speak on the podcast and i've got my two brothers here um let's start off by some introductions I'll start first. Um, my name is Felix Kabuti Jr. But like I said, no need for the formalities here. Just call me FK. Um, the creator of the Wiggle podcast, but is very much inspired by guys like this. Kuds. Yeah, my name is Kudzai. Um, I won't be giving my full government name. <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. My name is Kudzai Zamoa. Um, I'm just here to support my brother. Like, this is a real exciting time. Um, you'll get to know more from us and who we are in a little bit, but yeah, just wanted to start off with my energy and excitement for this year. It's been a long time coming, yo. Yeah, it's yeah. been a very long time. It's Timo. I won't be telling you my government <laughs> name. It's just Timo, Tim, either one. Um, I'm excited. Let's get it going, yo. Let's get, Let's it, get going. it going. Let's get it going. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I wanted to jump straight into an episode where put you on a platform. You mm. know what I'm saying? I thought. You know, my idea is this, I want to put my people on a platform. Mm. I want their stories to be heard because I got some amazing people around me, man. But then that's when you put help me pull it back. It was like people need to know me. They of need course, to understand yeah. why they need to like listen to me or not even listen to me, but why they would want to listen to me. Because yeah. at the day people value their time more than anything. That's one thing I've realized over the years. Like one thing more valuable than money, let's say, is your time. So for people to if people actually take out the time to listen to this podcast, I've already done what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. see what i'm saying but it's time to explain that reason why they should listen right and why they should tell a friend to tell a friend yeah, like, <laughs> what, what is this what we're doing here flex let them know what we're doing here yeah, yeah. so obviously this is a podcast and this isn't just another one of those podcasts where we come on and we say this we say that every time i said to someone oh, i've started a podcast they go it's not one of those where you're slandering women is it no 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 it's nothing like that it's nothing like that for me this podcast is is targeted at my younger self and i know that a lot of people can relate in that when i was at a certain age i just wish there were certain conversations i could have heard a lot sooner and yeah. i feel like that would have helped my journey so in creating the wig up podcast the when i grow up it kind of challenges you to put yourself in your um younger self shoes and also take a look at yourself in your current shoes but then also look at your future self in that in those shoes and with the wig up podcast what i'd like to do is bring on the amazing people I have around me because one thing about me is everything I've been through, everything I've experienced, the places I've found myself in, like my network, the people I've been able to meet, so many amazing people. And we all know they're saying, your network is your net worth, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we've always heard that. Yeah. But let's actually put that to, a, to the test. I'm trying to cultivate a podcast now where it's based on all my guests, you know? When they can come in, explain their stories and people can actually resonate. For example, I've got um, people in my network who are doctors, people who are footballers, civil servants, 
lawyers, you know, just so many amazing things. And that's like the more professional route. But I've got creatives, graphic designers, um, music self-employed. producers, self-employed. Yeah, shout mm. out to the self-employed people, people that are like starting their businesses from um, start on Instagram. And next thing you know, they've got a website. Next thing you know, it's it's taken off. Like I want these stories to be highlighted and put on a platform because you don't know if there's a is that if there's a 15 16 year old not really knowing what they want to do you see mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah man might be in school thinking i'm being told yeah you need to go smash your a level you need to smash your gcse sorry then you need to go to college do your a levels what if someone's not really not really feeling that do you know what yeah. i'm saying i know yeah. for me in, in our generation the next step was very much so um go into education go into college and we're all from an african household um i'm from ghana Shout out the Ghanaians. <laughs> Shout out the Ghanaians. Um, but yeah, it was very much a case of you are continuing into education. You are going to uni. And that's yeah. all I knew. But there's people that do apprenticeships. There's people that take the time out to work. There's people that even go traveling, mm-hmm. you know, and the experiences you get from that. Yeah, I think it's very important to to highlight that, to highlight that. Yeah, and just jumping off the back of what you're saying there about why i was sort of very keen for you to to pick this up and actually like make this podcast happen because like whether we acknowledge it or not the uk definitely has you know like a real social mobility problem where people from backgrounds like yourself and myself might not necessarily have you know the same opportunities and the same chances Mm. to succeed as others and I think um, it's very important to have that representation be seen and heard, like to mm. bring people that have done things that, you know, where they're working in these professions, you know, that allow that movement, or, or like that social mobility movement there. Mm. But those sort of people sometimes don't get the don't get the spotlight to actually just say, oh, this is how I did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what, you know, it took to get here. And yeah. um, my big thing is that it's just to show people that these people that you see that are successful, they don't have two heads. Like, you can sit yeah. here. <laughs> You've heard that saying before, this guy always says. <laughs> he does say that. He's not got two heads. Uh, that is so true. If they can, like, if anything that I can do, I'm sure, like, some you out there can do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's true. Because it's true. And that's exactly it. That's mean, what that's what it is in, just having these yeah yeah real. in this generation it's always the end product the end product is always magnified mm-hmm. you know but let's let's cut down between the down to the surface like what did it actually take that person to get there that's yeah. what's not really yeah. showcased yeah. and that's what i want to show there's actually a journey to help people that helped people get to where they are now i know for me certainly Big facts we're all still like early in our careers yeah we're, we're still working we're still grinding but there's things that we wish we were told at an earlier age mm-hmm. that would have helped us now. Yeah. That would have helped us progress. Even my yeah. little brother. There's things that I tell him now that he that I wish I was told when 100%. I was his age, you get me? Yeah. 100%. So this podcast highlights that. So yeah. I, I think yeah. that's great, yo. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that like, we're not gonna be sat here like, oh we've made it. There's nah, that the look at us. We're just starting our journey, but it's Mm, yeah, yeah. let's let's give them a little taste of what we're doing it's important to just it. say that by the way because i don't want people to come to us no. thinking we're trying to say oh we're these careers experts no, 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 nah, that's not no. what we do we're just showing you know because on social media like where a lot of people see a lot of things like you we really highlight the extraordinary you know where people have done mm. like really crazy things mm. uh, a millionaire mm. by 25 yeah. sort of things <laughs> mm. and i'm like listen that is success 
but then there's also a different level of success that needs to be highlighted and needs to be kind of put on a pedestal of just yeah. you know going and working your nine to five and yeah. earning your little whatever it is that you earn yeah but you know you're doing well you're contributing to society you're in your community those sort of things also need highlighting because you know pillar the community yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> you know the vibes yeah yeah that's literally it like we're all you know let's give them a little taste of what we're doing so me and kuds we're civil servants um so i'm i'm trying to be a lawyer so i'm working in the legal field so yeah you're not, you're not trying my guy you're gonna get there no, you're I'm gonna get there. there so i'm i'm on the way to becoming a lawyer so yeah soon come so yeah 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 so again this wasn't an easy journey and we've we're in no way saying we've made it in any way we're at the very very early stage of our career i always say we haven't yet hit the pinnacles we plan to reach but these are the people around you me you always say that drake says that bro <laughs> <laughs> which one <laughs> I ah, never you got, heard. You got I me. I never heard you say that once. You got me. You got me. You got me. Nah, I say that. I say it. Well, I say it to myself. Uh-huh. I say it to myself. And uh-huh. I guess that's another thing. A lot of the things I say to myself, and I always say, wish I said to my younger self. I want to put out there because you never know who else is having those thoughts. Nah, you see what I'm you. saying? You never know who else is having those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what to give about me on this podcast? Yeah. I'm gonna keep you honest. You, <laughs> you're I'm, not gonna get. <laughs> I'm not getting that off. Nah, this guy, this guy. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, what was I even saying? What was my train of thought then? <clears throat> so um, sorry. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. But, um, yeah, um, we've not said like we've made it in any way, but we're just showcasing that we are like normal guys who have worked very hard. Don't get it twisted. We've worked very hard, and we're we're in a place where um, we're striving in our career. We're thriving somewhat, but again. We're looking to get to that next step, but we're also ready for like the challenges that come up within that, and we just want to highlight that, highlight to pe- highlight that to people. Get my words out, highlight that to people who may be who may be at the very st- early stage of their career journeys as well, or who may be thinking, oh, what do I need to do to become a civil servant, or what is it actually like? Yeah, let's let's highlight that. Essentially, what the podcast highlights is just what young black folks, young black people go through, mm. maneuvering through life, trying to make it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The yeah. difficulties, mm-hmm. the obstacles, and mm. how to overcome them, mm. and just highlighting important topics. You yeah. get me? Yeah, that's a very so good point. It's not really yeah. about us. It's not about yeah. like our careers. We're just three young black people trying to make it. Yeah, yeah. In whichever fields we're trying to make it, and yeah. so yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. I would say that's a key demographic, but. Don't exclude my my white brothers you know and my, 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 my <laughs> Asian girls. Like everyone, this is a very diverse. Yeah, I want every, everyone, 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 everyone come listen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But a key a key demographic is young black males because we've all been young black males. And I remember for me, when I was younger, it was very much presented to me like, oh, to really succeed, to really live the life you want, you need to either be a, a footballer or an athlete. You need to be doing music, or sometimes, let's be honest. A life of crime be mm-hmm. on the road you know out of those three i tried it with the football you know what i'm saying football's played a very big part of my life could try it with the music than trying to shut you <laughs> so, well. these, these are the choices people have to face and i just want to show that it isn't a case that fair enough like people go down whatever path they go out go down i'm not knocking anyone's hustle yeah. this is not what we're about to do but there's a lot more than just those three things and for mm-hmm. me for a very long time especially we'll get into it how football has played a big part in my life but for me when 
my football career didn't quite work out like I really really struggled thinking where do I go to now like I've played football my whole life like I'm known for playing football my family like I go to church and they're saying oh how's football going like Mm. I'm meant to be playing football so where do I go from now yeah yeah but for me I wouldn't change a thing about my journey as much as I'd love to be a footballer and I think like like we were saying it's about um, just understanding not only the black perspective of it but just if you're working class if you're from a background anything similar to what we're from you know where you know you grew up in inner city or even if you grew up in somewhere rural but you just Mm. you know it's about just highlighting some of the difficulties Mm. that come with life because I think Mm. everyone has this expectation that you know you go to university you get your degree and then you know you're supposed to be in a job and everything's supposed to work out but you know the way the UK is set up is just not like that and I think for us it's about highlighting some of the tips and things that people have used to kind of get into certain top professions Mm. and also I think it's about us learning from these people that you that come on and just hearing their story and actually like oh okay so when you dealt with this situation how did you you know giving us that opportunity to ask those questions and have those real real conversations so many people to learn from you Mm. so many people people we've grown up with people from Manchester especially North Manchester bro I'm telling you bro so many people yo there's DJs like you said there's doctors there's lawyers there's Mm -hmm. footballers barbers throw them all in there all these people like I feel like I'm still a baby you know what I'm saying but we're starting our journeys like people are starting (laughs) businesses you get me that's what I'm saying yeah be them for the rest of their life Mm -hmm. so it's it's crazy it it's is, crazy it there's is. so many people to bring on there's so yeah. many people to learn from yeah and so so many people you just people want to talk to like i want to see how you got into property development you know what i'm saying yeah. so this podcast is great for things like that bringing yeah. people onto this platform yeah. and letting them tell the story you that's get me it. Mm-hmm. that's it storytelling with with words that's what i'm saying that's it. just that's learning it. from people that's yeah i, I just want to learn you're. yeah that's yeah. the bottom line yeah. it's just these conversations they're going to be educational for anyone that's listening and just yeah. hearing how people have done certain exactly. things mm-hmm. and also for us and just like picking up the gems you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying that's people saying. in different fields you can pick up so much about mm-hmm. you know just energy and spirit yeah. and what you yeah. need to succeed and uh, yeah i can't yeah. wait for some of those conversations yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. i love i love that you boys said education because i do want this to be educational three things i want is for it to be educational um inspiring and um unique i want it to be mm-hmm. something different i want people to listen and think oh i didn't know that and take something away from it for me this podcast exists to educate beyond the classroom and beyond the lecture halls mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying the conversations that aren't had there that's mm-hmm. what I want to happen on this podcast yeah, and some of the yeah, harsh, rela- harsh, harsh realities, realities sort 100% of yeah, yeah definitely because mm-hmm. Def- I feel like those honest conversations are needed yeah. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and let the record stay we are we are Manchester boys so we're going to start in Manchester but literally all over the UK I want so many people to just come and voice their stories because yeah, yeah. everyone I think there's a lot of ambitious young people out there yeah. and they might not necessarily always have like you know things that are directed at the right level of ambition like because you mm. see certain podcasts i won't mention their names <laughs> but they have certain really high flying people yeah. that grew up quite privileged and mm. it's you know it's hard to kind of listen to that and still relate. be and relate and be inspired yeah, sure. and i think on here even if we do have people that have had certain privileges on here mm-hmm. i think it's going to be we're going to be able to have honest conversations about you know 
how their privilege helped them mm-hmm. do certain things and just give that real take of yo this is what the world is and some people have privilege some don't yeah, like I benefit true. from pretty privilege every day of my life <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> fine but no <laughs> to be fair he's can say that right now because he's got a fresh trim but the thing about Kud is that he's always late this guy uh-huh. and his timing Wait, wait, wait. How did that come in? Yo, <laughs> How did yo, we get here? How did we get here? Uh, don't no, get me no, mad. No, don't get him mad. Don't no, get no, me mad. I want better Stop for my that. people. This black people timing, we need to get rid of it. No, no, Disband no. it. Disband I, it. Wait, what, 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 uh, what time were we meant to meet today? No, no, no. I just want to say, I'm late for you guys. I'm not late for work. For any employers listening. <laughs> <laughs> it starts here. Also, the same employers listening, it starts here. How he is outside of work is how he'll be inside work. Jesus, you're trying to kill me. Right? I'm not <laughs> trying to kill you, but let's be, you said honesty, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do the honesty. Let's do the honesty. So, how late was... No, but I was doing important things. <laughs> this guy, this guy. Getting a fair, trim. A trim, a trim, a trim's no, important. I'm not about to be on camera, to be fair, that's another element of the of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We're guys who do like to take care of ourselves, like to dress nice. You know, everyone's got the fit. Unfortunately, I don't know if the camera angles are allowed to see, oh, but yeah, just know we <laughs> lift up one leg. <laughs> <laughs> lift up one leg, but yeah, very much. We want you to look at this, see this, listen to this and say, yeah, these are people that look like me or these are people that I relate to, relate to can associate with... Um, yeah best believe f- clothes shoes will also play a big part because you boys know me lifestyle. i love <laughs> i love my clothes and shoes but that all, that all adds to my like um my confidence you know what i'm saying when i feel like i look good i, I always feel like i can perform at my optimum you yeah. see what i'm saying so yeah just so many different aspects so so many yeah, different aspects and with that said i can't wait to bring some um people that have um clothing brands sneaker designs everything like that all of that yeah it's gonna be a yeah. real eclectic mix of people in it just you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. big words <laughs> but yeah it's just about bringing that variety and just showing there's more than the nine to five there's more than the Definitely. creative industry it's Definitely. you can do whatever it is isn't it yeah but i think now that we've kind of touched on what other people and what they've done i think it's real important we just set out who are you bro <laughs> who are you who am i who am i who am i who am i um yeah i guess um i'm, I'm felix to some people i'm junior to some people mm. i'm fk to some people mm-hmm. and i'm flex to some people mm. flex, yeah i'm, I'm flex to these guys where's the name flex <laughs> <come from? laughs> i feel like all those different people they all contribute to one person and i think <laughs> for me over the years especially like the the past year um kind of is it even a year it's been more than a year this whole pandemic covid phase mm-hmm. i feel like it's just been a mash up of time but for me the clarity i saw in that time and the time i took out to just work on myself realign my focuses just really helped me just envisage where exactly i want to go and it helped me become a bit more settled in myself see clearly what i want and just strive for that you see what oh, i'm saying okay. i say that the pandemic i always say that the pandemic kind of gave us the gift of time mm. and for different reasons people did different things with that time but for me i just took that time to really work on myself and um the wiggle podcast came as a product of that um like i said this has been in the works for since uni days since, since uni days we, yeah yeah we went the vision's been there the vision's been there yeah 100 percent. but how long has it been in the works for it's been in the saying? works for about a year so this idea first came when i 
um, did some work with, can I name drop them? I worked with the um, company, let's, mm-hmm. let's call them that, um, for National Careers Week. And it just came to me how, how much there is a demand for um, information, especially around careers and employability. Early and careers. Early careers, yeah, 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 especially early careers. And I just thought, like, why is no one really talking about this? Like, people want, need this information. Wait, why, why did you have that thought? Is it because of your own journey? 100%. In your own early career? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like I said, like, for me, um, football was a big part of my life. Um, early childhood so a little bit about my football experience like I I've played at um, early years academies so for me like when I was in year six I remember distinctively my ex- year six teacher was the sister to my um, PE teacher in high school mm. and he was a scout for this team so even before I've got to high school it's already been arranged that on my first day I'm going to train over there okay, you know okay what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. very mm. much for me football is a big part of my um, my early life but of course it didn't work out it didn't mm. work out maybe one day in another episode I'll go into that a lot more but um, it didn't work out for obvious reasons but for me a lot of the skills that I've built into football I took out and I applied it to other areas of my life mm-hmm. which led me to like education be very entrepreneurial um, right. so if we say let's start at like 14 let's say that age because and that's probably when our youngest of listeners would start listening mm what were you doing and what did you want to do like what, what what was your outlook at that point 14 14 because i think that's a good age at to start 14 all you've and you're trying to be a footballer oh, all you you're thinking about, about football. is football, football, oh, football man. no other especially i'm not a footballer mm. but if you are a footballer that's all you're thinking about you that's don't think true, about yeah. not making it yeah do you mm-hmm. know what i did one time i put in my twitter bio and my guys from from high school roasted me for this I put um, I eat football I sleep football <laughs> no I'm not mad I'm just passionate <laughs> they cooked me yeah, you deserve to get the thing is you're being serious <laughs> one of my idols did it one of my idols said it Henri said it and oh I was like yeah I, when he said it I said yeah felt it yeah I felt it felt I it. said yeah <laughs> let me put that oh I took that out swiftly but very much at that age mm. playing football whether it's like on the street with my friends, training, kick about at the park, even match attacks. That's all I, mm. all I, all I thought about. That's all I thought about. All right, so what age did you get to where you then had to now start thinking, oh, okay, I might have to do something else. And yeah. like, what did you feel like your options were at that stage? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too long after the age of 14. Um, mm. I remember around the age of 15, 16, I started um, training with this semi-professional team around my area. It's actually very, very close, like literally behind my house. Mm. And um, because I knew the coach, I played with like his son in like junior teams. And obviously he's seen me pretty much grow Mm. up playing football. He said, yeah, just come down. So I started playing like training and playing semi-professionally at quite a young age, Mm -hmm. um, like around the age of 15, 16. But again, that was good for like my development. But again, like a 15, 16 year old, I'm, I'm, you know, quite small in terms of, um, size and height so playing with How these men how tall are you bro let's not go into that let's not, let's <laughs> yeah. not do that stop the foolishness <laughs> let's not do that but um, yeah playing with these men I just found it very difficult and at that age like your focus you need to be so so focused to make it in something like that mm, Yeah. 100%. so from there I went to like a, another youth development squad for a semi-pro team but again that was just too far mm. that was like far 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 that was like close to Oldham and I just remember also trying to balance um, my education at that time 
um, work. I got my first, like a lot of people, first part-time job mm, at 16. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've got football, work, education. Out of those three priorities, football's got to go. Had mm. to go? It had to go. Why? As much as it hurt me, it had to go because on one side, I've got my, my parents, and I actually thank them for this. Um, now I'm at this age. They just told me, you know, education's important, education's important, especially my dad, mm-hmm. um, and especially my granddad as well, who, funnily enough, today is actually his um, death anniversary, and I actually looked to him as such a big inspiration in my life, and he was such an advocate for education. Mm. And I remember, like, he'd always ring me, and we'd always have phone conversations, and we'd speak about would speak about education and then we're going to the football okay you see what i'm yeah, saying yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. always Priorities exactly right mm-hmm. exactly like we understand you have this talent and this is what you want to do but education uh, it's an african household bro. That's you it. better that's face it. your books yo. that's it that's <laughs> it bro i'm not gonna books. lie if i hadn't faced my books if i misbehaved less i didn't get into it before but when i was 14 i was mischievous i won't lie i was mischievous <laughs> so my punishment was no football no football that would be so, devastated. Ah, oh, it killed me. <laughs> but then I'd go do the the misbehaving again next week, and it makes sense. But fourteen year old self, you know, <laughs> you do <laughs> you what you do, yo. you do. Make those mistakes. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, like I said, out of those three priorities, football had to get dropped. I was earning a bit of money as well, you know, sixteen. Yeah, first ta- part time job. Oh, blew it on ratchets. Oh, <laughs> triple black <laughs> ratchets. I bought them. I bought them. Um, I bought them. But I was quite int- entrepreneurial at that age as well. I remember getting quite a few pairs and flipping them. So that's where. Um, flex like on that foot was kind of from that the, age yeah man Jeez. yeah wow. yeah I remember remember doing that so yeah I've got um, another kind of it's not really a business it's like more of a creative um, outlet, outlet for me mm. yeah. yeah flex yeah. on foot which is about like sneakers and customization. yeah but yeah check again, it out on Instagram cheeky plug <laughs> shameless plug I won't lie <laughs> but yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of Nah, that's, oh, that's, that's interesting. Fine. So what? So you're saying from the age of 15, 16, your football career was done? I felt that way. I felt that way, especially at that time as well. Um, it was kind of like if you're not in a, at an academy at this age, then it's, it's difficult. And I remember mm. because that's when um, certain clubs started getting a bit of money, mm-hmm. and then they started buying players from abroad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They started looking overseas and them Brazilian guys and those Spanish guys when they come with a ticker tackle. It's too much for you. It's too much. Like I'm I like to think I'm quite you know, I'm Check quite it, yeah. I'm yeah. quite but nah, even I'm looking at them like I'm sure I have talent, but where my talent <laughs> is leading me. <laughs> but yeah, it's just and it's just so so competitive. No, of course. So it so is. competitive and again it comes back to having that drive. I feel like I had that drive at times but I just couldn't see past the difficulties I had at that time Mm. Um, from like not being able to like get to training Um, love 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 my mum I remember her like doing her best to support me but at at that time my dad wasn't he was still very much in the picture let the record state but he was working away again trying to provide for the family Mm. so my dad couldn't take me football I'm having to depend on other people to get there. Yeah. My mum's got my little sisters. She yeah. can't, doesn't drive. It was just so difficult. Mm-hmm. I just felt like yeah. it was a burden, especially when I'd go to these places and I'd managed to get there. I'm now getting back home like late, late. I've got school the next morning. As a as a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, it just didn't make sense. No, I couldn't see past the struggling. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's the football. But I like to think I can still play a bit of football. That's why I enjoy our five-a-side even because I like to play until my legs give up on me. Bro, that five-a-side ain't been played for weeks. I know, but months, I'm... Bro. don't know about you, but you guys are slacking, <laughs> so I went to, I had to go f- 
play somewhere else, bro. You've got a new team. Not even a new team. Nah. Yo, what? You got a new team? Not a new team. Nah, nah, nah. Just like people shout me and I'll just play. Like, I shouted you last week. Yeah, but you shout me on the days I'm not available. Mm, never available for my team, huh? Nah, But we digress anyway. So, like, from there then, it's now, all right, cool. So, football is not like something that you're putting your end well obviously i think you probably still put energy into it but it's yeah. not your full yeah you never want to let it go yeah you never want to let it go love for the game bro do you know <laughs> what i'm saying yeah so <laughs> what was what was your mindset then like what did you think you were gonna do if you weren't gonna do football at that age mm. like what did you think was the alternative at that age mm. so i remember like i said i was very entrepreneurial business-minded but I remember wanting to be a lawyer. I want to be like you, Timon. I yeah. be like you. I was trying to be like you, but do you know what my logic was for being a lawyer? What? Because I could argue. Because <laughs> I told my mum and dad I wanted to be a lawyer because I can argue. You'd be surprised yeah. how many people that we studied law with. Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah. that was that's a lot of people's logic. Yeah. I think that's almost anyone's Anyone logic. That does it. People who are good at arguments think, yeah, I'm gonna be a lawyer, yo. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a trap lawyer, I yeah. fell into. Yo. I hated law. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I hated studying law. Mm. Not, not mm. actual law. Boring, yo. It's it's interesting to study, it's but then applying. Boring no, 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 to no, study. No, no. Maybe the to the level you've got. Huh? You've you've done a degree in it and everything. As of you. Okay, you you're talking about in college. Yeah, times, I did A level doing like yeah. oh, actors, rare actors, men's rare. I'll never forget that. Shot this person. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Those those case fun. studies were interesting. So they're giving you the contract law, and you're like, bro, what is this, yo? What is this? Well, I did find business law quite interesting and that's quite interesting in the sense that i went on to study business management um i pivoted pivoted obviously with obviously my interest my entrepreneurial nature Mm. it made sense for me to go into business management Um, so hold on hold on we'll bring it back slightly so at 16 or whatever that age you want to be you want to be a liar so did that inform your a-level choices it did to be fair yeah yeah yeah, what what did you study and like what was the, the the logic behind that remember i did english literature again mm-hmm. because i could yeah argue formulate yeah, words, words really yeah. well yeah i remember like <laughs> people out in my high school my teacher i'd always be chilling and she'd pick on me thinking you know when ones where you're sat there the teacher thinks you're not listening mm. but you're listening she'd pick on me read out a story i've not wrote anything i'll just stand up hold my paper like this and i'll just reel off the perfect story oh well, just making it up just making it up just what, making what year was this bro this was like year six this was like, right, I was not year six sorry year was, 11 year 10 year 10 year 11 kind of gcse's were you man doing bro no like <laughs> like, like creative stories like um what do you call it oh i forgot what it's called like poems like personify a poem like yeah, things like that yeah, like yeah, that but yeah just not just yeah. anyway we digress but that formulated like my a-level choices english mm. literature um theology and ethics law and i also remember doing a sport um diploma because again I was latching onto that football dream. I was latching onto that football dream. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously I did a lot of um work, coursework around mm-hmm. my football at that time. Um but in the end, obviously you know how to drop one. Oh, English lit got dropped. Oh, yeah, got dropped. Was not feeling that at but, all. Was not could not do my made up stories in English literature in A level. So yeah. yeah, those are my choices. Like you know, when you were making those choices, were you mm. thinking about like um what you would study at university like properly and did you feel like you had enough guidance around that or do you feel like you just chose things that you liked like what was the what do you think like do you think there was like any 
process behind the decision making or was it more so gut feeling and just what you want to do do you know what i'm saying rather mm. than long-term vision do you know what i'm saying no it was more so it was more so i want to do this so at the time it was being a lawyer so mm-hmm. i maybe need to study this mm-hmm. but um, did you know what you needed to study to, to do law or was it just like what you assumed you needed to do kind of what i assumed to be honest yeah. but i don't think at a levels especially they don't mm. say you have to specifically study this or that maybe law having law in there yeah makes yeah. sense and i guess that's maybe why i had it in there no i, I want to bring that up just because i think um one of the important things that i wish i when i was like that age and making those choices is having an understanding a bit more about like mm. where do certain like what you need to do to get certain degrees and then mm. to get in certain unions because i think i picked my a level choices just out of vibes and what i was good at <laughs> and <laughs> yeah the point that we're making like mm. the whole point of this podcast is about you know kind of encouraging younger people to make more informed decisions i think yeah. and about kind of so the same. with regards to the options then do you wish you chose specific options oh yeah i would have tailored done to done something different. i would have done something way easier okay that that makes sense because i was gonna say my options in high school mm. i just picked things that I found fun so I enjoyed mm. history mm. so I picked that and then people thought I was stupid but I did flipping cooking as a juice <laughs> what did you call it no, um, no. catering I'm judging you for yeah, that yeah judge me bro <laughs> judging every Thursday me and my you guys well dance with movement bro <laughs> bro we still got to the same uni we're still <laughs> sat in the same <laughs> law true, class you get true, me true, you know true, what I'm true. saying I did cooking true. because I knew that I'd get a good grade at it and every Thursday for two hours, I was making, I was making flipping souffles, bro. I was baking, bro. I thought I was a chef. Mm, I was enjoying that, myself, that bro. Me skills because I remember you used to chef. I used to chef. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me and you used to chef up. You should have chose it too. Wait, wait, hold on. We're not getting sidetracked by a man that eats onion rice cannot be talking about my food. Listen, not me, by the way. A man that eats onion rice cannot be talking. My Ghanaians, onion rice. Listen, if you know, you know. These guys, this guy. I flex, bro. They're no, not, no, they're no. not going to support you. They have sport. to support onion. onion and rice. No, nah, it, it's cooked together. The onion, the onion will now be tender. It'll now be soft. Wait, and there was no sauce, bro. Just, <laughs> just plain onion and white rice. Plain white no, rice. No, wait, 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 wait. No, <laughs> no, no seasoning, nothing. No and then you just eat it. No, no, you have no the, meat, the chicken. No, no, that's a lie. That's a big lie. No this chicken. guy cannot be talking. No, chicken. this guy cannot be talking. I don't know where this chicken is coming. Listen, we're gonna talk about. We'll get to a point where we talk about uni struggle meals. Uh, Mine was not sugar meal. Mine was was almost like Michelin star. You know what I'm saying? Yours. Michelin who? Three sausages, <laughs> five bacon, <laughs> six bread. bomber clap eggs, <laughs> and, the, and the Fanta twist. What? <laughs> yo. Every morning, yo. Nah, nah, nah. nah, nah, nah Fanta nah. fruit twist, 10 eggs, 10 oh bacon, 10 sausages. Nah, yo, I was bro, eating. Yo, bro. bro, you had you had breakfast in your grease. Not, yeah. not breakfast there. You had breakfast in your bro, grease. Bro, all I yeah, have to you, say about that is you need a big breakfast to fuel big days, yo. I had a lot of big days in uni, you know what I'm saying? Bro, Eat your breakfast. After Most that, you're going to sleep. So He's going to sleep. He's you guys clearly sleep. should have done catering, yo. Nah, but I think that's but, an interesting but, conversation, though, because yeah. I think people are always pushed into like the more academic subjects mm. yeah. and not the creative ones. Yeah. And I think there's a delicate balance, bro, because... Not to say so. I, oh 
because I can't really say something's useless because obviously they're not useless. Mm. It's a life skill, yo. But it is, it and is. yeah, it's a life skill. It taught me a lot about cooking, about 100%. holding a knife, about how to chop an onion. <laughs> it taught important. me a lot, it's bro. Where well, was mumsy, bro? Home skills, home skills. I'm not home skills. My, you think go, I'm in the kitchen? The kitchen you think bro? I'm in the kitchen? Go hit at, the kitchen, bro. At 14, 15, watching mm, my mum cook. Have been. Mm, it depends. Some people are. Some, it all, my all depends on circumstances. I'm just a naturally good cook. Mm. So I've taught myself. So I, I wanted to do catering and history. Yeah. So yeah, I I wanted to do history. I love history. Even yeah. now, the books that I read are all about history, bro. Best books out there. Um, catering was just fun. But I think that's really that's important. And I'm glad you said that because you don't always have to do things with like this is the end goal. Do yeah. things that you actually enjoy. What I enjoyed, yo. Because the amount of people I know that drop things because they did just not enjoy it. And I feel like college was a time where we for for maybe for the first time a lot of us started experiencing like um mental health problems you know what i'm saying mental um our mental health was starting to be um yeah, damaged like levels were whooping yeah like a lot of people and because i think we got because we got a bit of freedom we've always been told like you go to school at this time you study this but in in college especially you have that bit of freedom and people starting to think is this really what i want but i need to go like i'm expected to go like it was mm. it was a crazy time but i'm glad you said that about doing things that you um found fun yeah um yeah. i think for the most part i enjoyed what i did and it helped me to get to where i wanted to be which is something that's always important for me um me personally as a person i always do things that make sense yeah i try to do it. things that make sense and, and unless you're trying to be a doctor obviously you've got specific things yeah, but if you're yeah, not sure about what you want to do so many things you can do as long as you get the, the grades yeah you'll be it. able like you don't need transferable skills isn't yeah, it? there are people skills. working in law firms that did not study law mm. oh yeah love. until it mattered they, they mm. did history yeah some people did spanish bro, bro but they're they're high top up professions that studied yeah, I don't even want to diss these geography, bro. It's all it's all important skills, but it's you know saying, where yeah. do you keep where do you what was you gonna say? Skills? I was gonna say like philosophy and them and they or like philosophies, philosophy Phil- and philo- classics, bro. And, and now you're philosophy is a difficult, bro. Difficult, bro. I think about what the skills saying. you get on that though. Yeah, bro, analytical bro, thinking. You don't, yeah. need a, you don't need a degree to think, bro. You know what I'm saying? Stop. Philosophy. <laughs> Bro, yeah, you do. Nah, you I'm, do. I'm being real ignorant, but yeah. oh, th- like, I place for, ig- for for being ignorant. No, no, bro, of course not. Let, let me let me rephrase that. I think, yeah, a lot of degrees have a lot of just transferable skills, and mm-hmm. yeah, I am a big advocate of going and studying whatever you're passionate about, rather than going and studying what you think you need to do. Because mm. I think I probably wouldn't have studied law if I was doing what I was passionate about. Yeah. What would you have studied? I don't know because I'm I'm passionate about people and like relationships and that's what kind of drives me but not necessarily like like I'm not like I've been good at academics don't mm. get me wrong but I don't very good but I've never actually liked them I've never mm. like been like oh mm. this is really this is, mm. you know what I'm saying like mm. I find history interesting like you're saying mm. but not to the point where I want to study it yeah. Yeah. I find yeah. you know like a lot of things really interesting like English Lit I would have probably loved to do that <sighs> but like that. <laughs> that to me everyone said yo if you study English Lit you're gonna be unemployed where's it gonna get you do you know what I'm saying yeah, that was yeah. always the question mm-hmm. and and I think it's it's good to think about where something's gonna get you definitely but don't let that be the only end goal 
but you actually have to be genuinely passionate about what it is yeah. because once you start on certain journeys you feel like you have to complete it even mm. if you don't love it and you're just like oh my mm. goodness yeah like my third good. year oh, I, I was waking up thinking I, I cannot see another law book here mm. like, I was doing anything but my work yeah. <laughs> was it that bad for you? Mm. I hated it yo like I'd, I fell out of love with the subject and also I think I got very disillusioned about the prospect of having a career in law quite early on I was like ooh you need how much money to do this LPC? And what, you have to get a normal loan from like a normal bank and da, 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 this mm. and the other. And also when you look at the statistics of how many, you know, black males and females are in these top law firms, it's not great. Do you know what I'm saying? And mm. that doesn't that didn't fill me with confidence. And when I was already lacking passion for the subject anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it, it doesn't drive you, it makes, you know what I'm people say like you need to wake up every day and fight for your relationship you need to wake up every day and fight for that degree i'm yeah. telling you that now you need to fight for that degree mm. there's days where you do not want to do it but i guess that brings it back to my own university um experience and i can definitely resonate with you so i'm now studying business management and well why did you choose that specific degree like what was the the thought process behind that and why did you choose the university that you went to because i think a lot of people <clears throat> want to hear about kind of you know what's the right choice because you know like where should i be going and what what were the criteria to choosing a uni for you, you the think? right right choice is subjective 100 percent. the right choice is subjective to anyone but for me personally i wanted to build on the entrepreneurial skills that i had very early on i was very interested in business um in terms of the university of liverpool where i studied um i used to travel to liverpool sometimes to play football there really really like the city and won't lie manchester to liverpool is only a 40 minute um car journey mm, one hour yeah. train journey that was beautiful distance distance further enough for me to get that um freedom and mm -hmm. that independence but close enough for me to come back home for mumsy's cooking so yeah, i'll be honest that was that was my yeah, thing. That onion rice was That's killing you bro stop the foolishness <laughs> my mom let it let the record state my mom is a caterer like my mom can chef up Ghanaian, Jamaican, yeah, your mom Caribbean, can, like you what you think she listen 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 the thing is <laughs> this guy right here can't talk when it comes to cooking so i'm not even gonna get into it listen we don't we don't we don't quarrel with people that aren't on our level when it comes to cooking mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we don't we don't mm -hmm. quarrel but true, true, true. yeah in terms of university um i also mm -hmm. like kind of fell out of love because again misinformation i thought business was just this like just much more glorified than it actually is mm. when it comes down yeah. to the crux of it and actually understanding it and it's not easy i think like it's it's portrayed that the entrepreneurial lifestyle the being your own boss working for yourself mm. is the best thing Mm -hmm. you know when that's not necessarily the case what i was able to actually learn from that is rather than an entrepreneur i'm more of an intrapreneur mm? you an intrapreneur so an intrapreneur is someone with entrepreneurial qualities and skills but they apply that to working in an organization so they're not their own boss they're not doing it on their own mm -hmm. all right so i was able to identify i had that skill and say like okay this company is looking for these skills these people and one thing I realized is like the circulation of money. There's so much money okay. circulating around in these big, big companies. Mm -hmm. If I'm able to go into these companies and demonstrate I have this skill, they will, you know, pay me mm -hmm. like how much they should pay me yeah, if I'm yeah, a valuable yeah. asset, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was my kind of thing. But again, I'll get into like why I'm not too focused about money. But at that age, thinking about 
um wanting to just be successful and have money that was my kind of mentality but for me a turning point was um my placement and i've always had it in my head that i needed to i needed to do this course and get a placement so my my course business management with a year in industry was also offered as a three-year course but i chose the sandwich course because i needed that placement in my head i wanted to apply the skills that i learned in uni to the real life Mm -hmm. real life context so it was so so important i remember just i i obviously identified um an industry i wanted to go to which was automotive at that time so yeah i did a placement with um but i had to relocate for that placement Mm. and i moved down to um i moved to cheltenham and i worked in a place called sirencester um i've always said that i'll always try to be mobile in my career wherever wherever my career and wherever there's a prospect i'll go but i think i really really underestimated that year because i struggled that year yeah, i struggled yeah, that year yeah yeah you went from living with us mm. five of us in liverpool boys, 40 yeah. minutes away from mumsy yeah n- to cheltenham where, where is Cheltenham? Where is bro? Cheltenham? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is, I'm like, surprised you even said that. Normally people say like, where's Sirencester? But Sirencester, <laughs> you get Sirencester. <laughs> Never even heard of Sirencester. Honestly, yeah. this is more like towards Bristol, that side of the country. The Cotswolds. The Cotswolds. Uh, Beautiful places to be, yeah. to be fair. We need to, we need to yeah, explore Yeah, when you're them. about 45. Yeah. <laughs> True, but this is a, these are the beautiful places God has put on himself. So we've got to explore them. But for me, I just really underestimated the move. And it just blew my mind how a couple of hours down the, the M5, how big of a cultural difference there is and how mm. very little there is of people who look like me speak like me mm-hmm. have the same mentality i've gone from living in a flat of five boys who are literally like like we all individuals but we're all very similar and that's why we, yeah, we got yeah, on the yeah. way we did and then the work the work side of things was fine so i was um service i did a lot of project management there project coordination um really really threw myself into the role mm-hmm. really really threw myself into the role but the other side of it was i wasn't happy mm. and i was struggling to navigate the the corporate workplace like like racism in the workplace mm. living in a place like that when there isn't so much many people that looks like you like put into let's put it into perspective bro in a company of um 250 plus people so this isn't an sme we're talking about this isn't a small mm, company yeah, this yeah. is a global manufacturer mm-hmm. i was the only black male bro crazy jeez at the office the only black male mm. that is crazy so that was really difficult for me and then there was just a couple of like comments here and there that how do I tackle this? Like hey, who can I speak it to the, this? Is it the British racism that we're talking about here? Where it it's was not... it was like sort of racism, but also mm. quite direct and quite ignorant. Mm. You know, there's two occasions where I remember one time I was in the canteen. I'm now eating my like as the chicken. I've told you the story. <laughs> I've ate my as the chicken. <laughs> I ate my ass chicken. I'm just enjoying it. And he's looked at me and he said, you really are the stereotype, don't you? I said, I said, what? He said, you know, black people eat chicken. I've looked at him and I said, what can I even do? So he, he, he was walk. you were minding your Bro, own business. Bro, we were, we were sat at the table. I've, I've invited everyone over. Let's, mm. let's eat together. 
he looked at me and he said that and i've just looked and i said i don't even have the energy that's a crazy statement you know it's a crazy statement like you he said you're really the stereotype he said, he it. said that out. he said it and that really really hurt me and i think about you guys know how i was at the beginning of you now i used to be quite a hothead yeah coming like that i'm, I'm switching yeah tables getting flipped the chicken's going in your face my guy yeah but yeah, for yeah, me yeah. i was like what can i even do i'm literally here on my own who am i gonna speak to that understands this so you just had to ignore it but think about how that made me feel when I went home and I like thought about that yeah, and you yeah, said yeah, ring upon yeah. the HR there was another situation where someone in HR said something how do I report HR to HR bro bro <laughs> how do I report bro. HR to HR that's one thing you'll find <laughs> like, working in these companies uh, that HR is like the people you're reporting are HR themselves nah, you the nah. people I'm reporting or I want to report mm. H- they control HR mm. you know what I'm saying so mm. it's it, it was crazy it was crazy but yeah that that had its effects on me negatively like i remember coming back and i said to you because like could I, like i don't feel like i can talk like i don't feel like i can speech anymore because mm. i've been shut down so much and it'll be like oh why do you talk with an accent or what you call that that like mm. oh, why do you speak like that like what mm. so I, I spent so much time not wanting to say anything when i got back to uni with my boys or even i came up on a weekend like found myself being a little bit socially Quiet, awkward yeah, and mm. quieter that's not me that's mm. not me so you know i had um i just did what i had to do on that year to really get out of that dark space um i don't want to use the term depressed and take it away from like anyone who's truly been diagnosed with depression but i was just in a really really dark place mm-hmm. however i wish one thing about me i always if there's a situation i'm in i always try to get myself out of it so i remember for me just getting into the gym playing football with a local team and I just got so, so focused on my career. One thing I realized when I was there was I need to do a lot more to get to where I want to be. I can't just settle. Mm-hmm. So when I came back to uni now in final year, my mentality just switched and my mentality was just focused that, to the point where I was doing my final year degree, working a full-time job um, for the, remember I was doing the um, Times undergraduate uh, employers right, thing. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And I did student advocate, you know all these different things i was like yeah i need to do this i need to do mm. this so again a, an experience like the placement year really really helped my on my journey i think that is a very very um key point in my story um 2018 was was the time and also that was the year my granddad passed and i just again that that affected the mentality that was like I can imagine like, it's like a double I, minute. yeah it was mm. it, oh, that year man 2018 i'll always look back and be like that was like my year of transition because for me like I said, I said it and I prayed and I was like, granddad, I'm going to make sure your legacy lives on. But mm. like, I turned around and said, no, I actually need to, need to make this happen. I think it's about, you know, that experience probably built up your resilience in it to 100%. a point now where when you face those challenges again, which mm. unfortunately probably is inevitable that, mm. you know, you will and yeah. I will, whenever We're not all of us will. Yeah, yeah when you're the minority in a place, these things, these things are expectable. Now I just navigate a lot do you know what a situation not too long ago i think maybe literally last week mm. a guy in work was telling a story about a nigerian man and he's looked at me and said oh i'm not saying this just because you're here and i said what mm. at the end of the story i actually stopped him and said by the way i'm not nigerian he was like oh no no i know oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm not racist but just having the courage to like stop him and say no you made a presumption that's not the case mm-hmm. i'm not nigerian not all black people are nigerian yeah like me earlier i wouldn't have i wouldn't have felt the confidence to do that I would have just mm. let that run. But again, because of those experiences, I just know, right, this is what I stand for. And now I'm okay to correct Yeah, nip it in the bud. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to do that and have the confidence and um, be able to feel like you're able to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Not 100%. feel, yeah, not feel like um, muted at all when you're at work mm-hmm. in those spaces. Not even just work, anywhere. 
even if you get on the bus and someone makes a a presumption like that Uh it's important Joe it's important to stand up for yourself it is 100% 100%. you can't let it run Mm. or else they take liberties that's Mm. one thing I've found Mm. I've I've been working full time or properly for a year and I didn't know anything about racism in the workplace until Mm. I started working Mm. and it's not even things that I'm that are happening to me because I get on with people quite easily but not everyone's like me you get me Mm -hmm. so I'm seeing those different characters especially women and it's like before I started I think racism is a topic in itself you know what I'm saying but Mm. before I started in the workplace Mm. people were warning me about these two women they're like they're so rude you don't want to be friends with them this Mm. that and that like straight away they were just black women just black women yo they're so they're so this they're so that my experience in the workplace was the people that were warning me their friends Mm. they're the ones I had to look out for like Mm. you know what I'm Mm. saying they're the ones who are rude Mm. they're Mm. the ones who are bitchy they're the ones who are aggressive and then one time because these were these were solicitors they were qualifying Mm. so she sat next to me once because people were moving around Mm. yeah she sat next to me and she was just helping me help talking to me about how I can progress talking about the firm she was just the nicest person you know helping everyone on the team and I I Mm. said to her you know what yeah it's crazy when I started these people all warned me about like you and she was like I know like I know this. This is life. Yeah, Yeah, she's. It's like this is what it's like. I've I've been battling this. Mm. I've been battling this. I was like, if I didn't speak to you, I would have thought you you just wasn't a nice person. Mm. That was my mistake, yo. Yeah, you gotta Mm. speak to people and find out for yourself. But I think what you're saying is right. We might need to get some of the sisters on here just to talk about their journeys. Yeah, hundred percent. It's so different. Like even as males, we have that privilege of there's certain things that people won't say to us just because we're men do you know Mm. what I'm saying and they know that not that we will take it to that but Mm. there's that possibility but women don't get that same protection of just being Mm. you know what I'm saying and that same respect bro the the one demographic that has it the hardest is black women do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying they have it the hardest they've got the glass ceiling in fact even for the glass ceiling they've got the racism to overcome Mm. then they've got the glass ceiling that double barrier I think they call it the double glass ceiling even if the if the terms yeah, are right facts. it's so so difficult but I know people that have like breaking through that they're knocking yeah. they're knocking big, at that big facts you know? yeah, and, yeah. That, and they're the kind of people that I want my little sister to be able to listen to yeah. and, and aspire from, yeah. to yeah, be like yeah. but yeah there's plenty of black women smashing it out yeah. there you know? yeah. like yeah. they're doing big things mm. so. maybe that's big why the glass ceiling is in place because if a black woman is on her path oh she's succeeding she's succeeding she's succeeding she's succeeding but yeah um we're coming to the end but i definitely want to touch on graduating in the pandemic where i am now and then the future plans so because you said resilience and yeah my resilience resilience was definitely improved um when i went back to uni that year really really got my head down i was doing all those other things and at the same time i was still doing well with my grades Mm. you know i'm saying in the end i finished with a 2-1 but that was more so because of the lack of focus in second year. You know how the grades pull up. We won't even talk about first year. <laughs> we won't talk about first year. We won't talk about first good year. Times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> when your parents think you're facing your book, but you're... <laughs> That's one question I was going to ask to you guys. Mm. You see how we talk about uni and how it was difficult because my experience in uni is... Do you think uni was as difficult as we say it is or is it a lack of discipline? 
it's not difficult in the sense of what you have to do Mm. it's difficult balancing everything that you have to do what is everything let let me put it this way Mm. in high school and college there was structure in it yeah i had to be i was studying from 9 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. until 5 p.m in uni i could go two weeks without touching my books two weeks is might even be an understatement, time. bro. I'd mm. go more <laughs> <laughs> without touching any. But what would I be doing? I was sleeping. Mm. I was eating and I was partying mm. a lot of the times. You know what I'm mm. saying? And I'd go to the library and I'd socialize there as well. <laughs> so was it like, because after my exams, I thought if I focused a bit more, mm. this would have been easy. Yeah, I think I, that's, I think a, that's a whole different conversation. I think we're yeah. gonna have to circle I'll, back to yeah. that because I have yeah, some yeah. thoughts on that. You know? Me too. But one thing I'll say on that is, I feel like when I went back to uni and when I, before I went to two points right before I went to placement after placement, two very different people. Yeah, that person there lacked discipline. Yeah, this person here was like so focused, but yeah. still had the fun, and I think that's very important. I feel like us very much as a group, we did uni in the right way in the sense that. We were focused when we needed to be focused and got our yeah. grades, but we socialized, we got involved, we did yeah. so much, like we got the full university experience. I don't think it's wise to go too far this way, mm. partying, doing nothing, not touching yeah. your book for months and months. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's not it's not right to go too far that way in the sense that all you do is just your studies because you won't enjoy the experience. 100%. You will not enjoy the experience. But yeah, um, yeah, like that person lacked discipline. This person was a lot more resilient, and in the end, it helped me get my two one. I got sixty eight percent. I was so so good. Remember, yeah. I really wanted that first because the work I put in that year and the people I had around me as well. Um, shout out to my to my guy guy and my guy Daniel who really really helped me on that year. Um, just focused and um, that resilient was knocked again. Graduating into the pandemic twenty twenty mm-hmm. now, and I worked so hard to get two graduate offers. Yeah, and they both fell through just disappeared fell through because of covid yeah. and there was no one to hold accountable they just ghosted just go- bro who's covid mm, if, if, yeah, if you know who covid just, is tell yeah, him yeah. to come around the corner i'm ready for him <clears throat> i'm ready for him but no yeah. one to blame it's covid yeah. they're saying we've yeah. had to withdraw because of covid and you can't do this covid and that's mad because of all the work you've put in to get at this to this stage yeah to have two <clears throat> grad schemes lined up yeah. when you graduate is yeah. four years of work it was four like years of work I've made everything I've been working towards you made mm. like you, you got it and then COVID yeah yeah. I was ready to either go into general management or consulting oh I was ready to go into consulting free pursuit canary what oh, I was ready I was ready so when it when that was taken away I was I was hurt yeah. like for so long I didn't know what to do um, my again my parents pushing education went to do a master's began my master's in management but I also had to work in that time as well um phew, crazy situation trying to find a job in the pandemic as well oh crazy situation crazy situation i didn't even know what i was gonna do there was one situation where they had me doing door-to-door no one not knocking (laughs) on that does door-to-door but at least tell me i'm gonna be doing that they don't tell you they don't tell me until you get out there yeah tell me oh no no that was the worst and that was again just those little setbacks just knock you down Mm. but in the end i ended up working a call center just to get on my feet yeah but then what's interesting is i use my position at the call center to leverage myself into the department I'm working in now. So I've gone from working for an um, external um, contractor for mm. the organization and now I've gone to work in the organization. Okay, beautiful. In, in essence, I've done, um, I've got a prom- promotion. I've jumped three grades mm. into a position. And obviously, like I said, I'm a civil servant. Um, 
I can't don't think I can actually name the department I work for because of yeah <laughs> legislation mm-hmm. um those sort of issues but I'm now in a position where I actually see a future in the civil service and I really want to do my best to progress <clears throat> and I feel like I've got my seat I've got a my foot in the door mm-hmm. now I want to get, get a seat at the table yeah. you see what I'm saying I want to get a seat at the table but that's mad because that's how you're feeling now but mm. there was a stage where you lost all hope lost all hope I'll be <clears> honest you were lost down, all yeah. hope I just didn't make any sense to me how can I put in like the the the, the, the what's normally said is go to uni work hard get your grades and then that's it but that wasn't the reality yeah, at all reality yeah. is so so reality. different yeah. especially if you're coming but, from our backgrounds but yeah mm. but those are the type of things like this podcast is gonna cover you know what I'm yeah. saying people's actual real journeys yeah. you know what I'm saying experiences because you, you're now at a position where your hard work has paid off mm. but it wasn't always like this you know what I'm saying no, when no, you started not. so definitely and not. even when like you were working hard and things you know what I'm saying like yeah. that being able to tell that story of resilience I think yeah. people need to hear that in the sense yeah. of Yo, alright, cool. So it w- I've been working hella hard and it's not working out. Yeah. But it will. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Trust in the process. Like, yeah. Trust, that's, trust. that's literally it. Trust in the process. A lot of people say it, but it's facts. Yeah, you've got mm. to have faith. You've got to trust in the process yeah. because you lose yeah. when you give up, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people think I've not made it, but they've just given up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. That window is still there, but people give people up. Give up. They give up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that thing about like instant um, gratification. Yeah you know what I'm saying no, it's not necessarily instant gratification I think it's more so just necessity sometimes you know because mm, I think yeah. people sometimes have real high ambitions mm. but then the reality of life is I need to make money today now, yeah. oh, that's, that's <laughs> today <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yesterday even at time yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah. but that, so, that's an element of instant gratification though like because what comes with that money status no, not money. No, not, I'm not money, like money as in big money. Big money. He's talking, talking about oh, oh, have okay. I have oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 rent. You know yeah, 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 that's true, that's true, that's true. You know what I'm true. saying, yeah, and yeah, I think that's that leads a lot of people away from their dreams and their true yeah. kind of aspirations because they take whatever's first yeah. because I need that paycheck to come in, in it. But I think it's about kind of having that balance in it of yeah. doing what you need to do because you did what you needed to yeah. do you went to the call center you did you know what you needed to do but yeah. not giving up on yourself and not accepting yeah. that yeah. this is yeah. all i'll ever be no, yeah, it's yeah. about having the ambition when you are somewhere like oh like i always say this there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself yo i'm better than this job you know mm, like nothing you wrong need with to, that, yo you need to be you your biggest saying, fan like, with, yeah. in, in moderation you need to be your biggest fan your biggest advocate you need to yeah. You won't believe in yourself. Mm. I can't believe in you if you if you don't, believe, don't believe in yourself. In myself. You know yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got to, you've it's got to true. rate yourself. You do. Yeah, That's yeah, it. You've got to rate yourself. Your but there's a thin line between um, being um, vain and being like confident in the ambitious. Way. Yeah, no, nah, it's just saying. ambition. Yeah, it's not yeah. saying I'm better than this job because of like the people. Da, da, da. Yeah. It's just saying I want more from my life yeah. and. I think sometimes people feel a way about saying stuff like that, you know, where, you know, you've worked with certain people for a long time and they love their job, but you're like, you know what? No, I think there's more to what I can do than this, you know what I'm saying? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that ambition. And we we at the Wig Up podcast absolutely support that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's that's a nice point to kind of end. I mean, for me, I always try to do the things my future self will thank me for. And I feel like this podcast is definitely definitely something that 
my future self will thank me for and i hope it can be something that inspires and reaches a lot of people um yeah i hope we've kind of yeah we've just gotten here and we've just we've just spoke yeah, really. we've we've yeah we just hope you find some value in the first po- in the first episode but definitely there's more to come and yeah man i'm yeah. really excited for this because i really 100%. do believe in the platform it can be and the yeah, conversations man. that are, are pending are, are beautiful real things. important yeah, yeah. real good mm. Mm. Nah, thank you very much, boys. That was a nice little, a nice, nice little chat, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent.